Eagle Nation. You're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. Okay, Cody, so sometimes luck is on our side. Not always, okay, not always, but sometimes we find ourselves lucky. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, you've heard us talk before about recording an episode, and usually even before it's able to be published, some huge news breaks uh, in the world of Georgia Southern football or Sunbelt football or just college football in general. And either that episode just being published or not being published yet is immediately outdated and stale. Um, That would have been the case for this episode. Uh, This is our season preview. Welcome to Gata Talk. We were we had full intentions of recording this in conjunction with our offensive preview, but parenting life kicked in for Cody. Yes, it did. The 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 joys of parenthood, (laughs) and he had a sleepless night of just a a few hours of sleep, and we got a late start. We usually just a couple. (laughs) Just a couple, and uh, and we we normally we've we've been recording earlier in the morning recently, um, so we we got a late start. We we got a, a thirty minute or so late start um, than normal, and and usually we're just recording one episode and not trying to um, g- you know get two in. Uh, so needless to say, we weren't able to to get that second episode in, and good thing we didn't because if we did, it would have immediately been outdated and stale by the time yep. it went live. Um, because some some huge news broke about Georgia Southern schedule, and that is the focus of this episode. We're going to break down kind of the 2020 season overall, the matchups, but the biggest news, obviously, um, that that you know by now is is the times and even uh, one of the days of of our schedule. Um, and TV coverage, uh, you know, some some huge ex- exposure coming for Georgia Southern, uh, something that we, you know, haven't really seen at this level, really, maybe ever, you know, with, with, with this amount of nationally televised games. Yeah, uh, outside of like our deep playoff runs under the Munkin years, I don't know if we've ever had these many games on ESPN. Right, certainly not in the regular season. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, we're going to talk about that, and 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 so, Cody, I'd like to to thank you and and uh, and your wife and her you, job no, and your yeah, two you kids the for and, and and the smallest kid, <laughs> right? For uh, for um for for giving you just those couple hours, giving us that thirty minute uh, late start, and uh, and and keeping this episode fresh where we didn't have to re-record it. And we can uh, offer our fans uh, all the latest information. There's there's no guarantee this episode will still stay fresh. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're recording this pretty early, to be honest. Yeah, we are. We are. We're recording this a a week, you know, about 10 days out uh, from... From the Campbell game, which we will talk about in this episode, um, obviously that is one luxury of, of of that. Where you know with the first game of the season, we can preview that first matchup a little earlier out than normal. Um, I will actually be on vacation when this episode publishes um, out west in Montana and Wyoming area. So, and I'll be out there for the Campbell game. I'll be watching that um, out in, in Mountain Time. So. You know, hopefully nothing crazy changes. I think, you know, that's probably it seems like most of the Sunbelt schools kind of got word. They had their big announcements yesterday of all their scheduling shifts when it came to ESPN. Obviously, you know, some other networks are at play there, but the main contract with the Sunbelt is, is ESPN. So um, we we might see, you know, some of our other matchups, uh, some of our road games, you know, that this mainly pertain to our home games. We might see some of those road matchups maybe get shifted later on. And even as the season goes on, you know, you obviously have those 
holds or whatever they call it that ESPN does, the six-day holds where um, we might get word the week of that, you know, we get a scheduling shift, probably not a day at this point, but um, certainly a time and, and a, a TV coverage. Yeah, and so and also, too, right before all this, it also was announced that our Army game is going to be on the CBS network. Yep. So, yep. you know, I think as of right now, we have five games that it's on TV. Yep, yep, we have so. five nationally televised games. Um, so... With that, yeah, let's let's break that down and, and, and kind of talk about it. So, you know, the starting with the first one, you know, we'll talk obviously more about Campbell here later in the episode. I'm but, actually really surprised by this. Yeah, I am too. And 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 I and I want to talk about it. so uh September twelfth obviously is our is our kickoff. Um it's at gonna be at three thirty, originally scheduled for six. Um, and I don't think they had announced uh, a TV broadcast, maybe ESPN Plus, but I, I don't even yeah, know if it was I had just seen ES- that before. It was just ESPN Plus. All home games are on ESPN Plus due okay, to so the Sunbelt. Okay, so that's just a given. Yeah, yeah. due to the Sunbelt contract with ESPN, all Sunbelt home games are on ESPN Plus. Okay, so if they're not on a major network, uh, ESPN network, then they're default ESPN Plus. So. Yeah, as long as it's a home game, yeah. Right. So, so that was going to be the case, and I think no one, you know, I think that was you know, fine for most people. I think that's what most people expected, right? Um, yeah. Obviously, the, the 6 p.m. kickoff, we're used to that, um, especially early in the season, and, and I think uh, most of our fans enjoy that. More time for tailgating. It's less hot. Um, but So that shifts to 3.30, but TV coverage changes to ESPNU, so you get a nationally the televised U. game. <laughs> the U. So you get a nationally televised game against the Campbell University fighting Campbells. So the interesting thing here is we've never seen something like this. You know, we've seen obviously our opener where it's against a power five opponent um, that, that might be on regional coverage or, or national coverage. I, yeah, I was well, trying to think back. I, I don't Was LSU, you had, I was at the LSU game, Cody. Yeah, was LSU that on? was on the SEC network. That was on SEC um, network. So, yeah, so we've seen that. We've seen games against Georgia. We've seen games against Minnesota last year on the Big Ten network, right? So yeah. usually that's what it is. So it's sort of a quote-unquote showcase game for that team. Obviously, Minnesota, we almost win that game. Um, LSU certainly was a showcase game for them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> unloading unloading that every new offense. Every game was a showcase game for LSU. Every game was. But but that was kind of their coming out party, if you will, of, of just showing what they had. And, and hopefully we can do that against Campbell. So my point here is, is we've never really had an opportunity, especially this early in the season, much less week one, to have a matchup where we're kind of the showcase team, where we're, you know, certainly the superior team. Um, you know, I, I don't like using the, the, you know, the the term like cupcake opponent because anything can happen. And we've we've lost FCS opponents as an FBS member. Um, but, you know, for the most part, it's it's a game that we should win. And that's that's usually just not the case with, with nationally televised games with us. It's, it's usually either toss ups or, you know, against like an app state in a midweek game or it's against a power five opponent where most people, most of the so-called experts think that that team's going to win. Um, so I think this is a huge opportunity for us to, you know, in in week two of the college football season week one for us to be on ESPNU with that, uh, you know, kind of late afternoon game, 3.30, you know, it's a good time time slot, it's a home game, um, and we hopefully can put on a show and, and, and you know, give – Give some uh, obviously our fans, but but just casual fans that are hungry for football, um, something to watch and show them some option football and you know turn some heads and it's just really great exposure for the program. Yeah, definitely. And you know 
with as kind of crazy as this football season will be, your week one coming up this week is almost like what you would look at as far as a week zero in a normal year, right? There's only a few games on. It's not really a, a whole lot of stuff happening. So when we play on September 12th, that's to me that it's really looking like this is the first real football weekend. Most of all the G5 schools will be playing. I think the SEC, I mean not the SEC, but the ACC kicks off the September right. 12th weekend. So you'll have you know the first uh, big or uh, Power Five conference going. I maybe Big 12. I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything or saw. Or I, think, I think there's one or two. Yeah, I believe okay. there's one or two. I think Louisiana actually plays Iowa, oh, Iowa State. State. Yeah. 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 So so you have Big 12 games going on too. So it'll kind of really feel like the first real weekend of college football season. So you're right to have that you know that 3:30 time slot on ESPNU. I think most people is going to have all the TVs turned on to all the channels they can to watch football games all day. Yeah, and so it's it's great, it's it's fantastic. Um, and then also too, I think you also have to look at the financial aspect of it as well, right? We should hopefully be getting a bigger check from ESPN since it's on on the on the U, and and that will hopefully offset some of the costs that that we know is going to happen because we don't have fans in the stands, um, and we won't have that normal. 17 18 to 22 23,000 people in the in the stadium type deal. Right. And 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 that's an interesting point too, right? And and something that I thought about when this news broke was that you know, with and we'll get into, you know, the other scheduling changes and and one shifting from a Saturday to a Thursday. And obviously, I think it's safe to say which, that which uh, I among think bumped another school's Thursday it did. night game. It sure did. Yeah, some some community <laughs> college in, in Atlanta them. in the Atlanta area, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so much for that TV market. <laughs> I know. So we will talk about that because I think that's hilarious. But the, um, you know, I, I obviously, you know, among our fans, the, the midweek games aren't super popular. They're hard to get to for people that live in the Atlanta area, the alumni there um, that, you know, you're taking multiple days off of work, what have you. Um, even from a TV watching standpoint, sometimes, you know, Saturdays are better than than the midweek games. Um, however, this season obviously is very different. So, you know, every team is going to be limited. There's going to be no team that has a packed out stadium, probably, um, certainly not early on in the, in the season. So I think from that standpoint, it's fine. Cause I know one of the worries is like, why are we going to, you know, why are we playing app state again on a Wednesday or a Thursday when we can play them on a Saturday and have a packed house again, can't have a packed house this year. Um, so I, I think it's fine to play these midweek games. Because yeah, everybody's going to have a couple that. thousand yeah. fans in the state, right? So, so I, I don't, I don't think anyone, you know, when they're looking at the Campbell game and they turn on ESPNU, like you said, they're going to have all their TV sets, you know, um, you know, lined up, and and they're they're just hungry for football, so they're not going to care that there's only a couple thousand fans in the stands because yeah, exactly. they know that uh, if. Gonna. Everybody's going to have it. Yeah. If anything, they're going to look at it and be like, "Oh, look, there's a couple thousand fans in the stands instead exactly. of an empty instead of an empty stadium that you might see at you know some of these other, especially the 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 huge Power Five stadiums. You know, um, that many have already announced no fans. You know, so yeah, um, like Notre Dame and then you know teams like well, that. Well, a lot so, of the Carolina schools have already yep. announced no fans. App yep. State just App came State out yesterday. App State's not going to do no it. Fans. Yeah, so you at least you go and look at their month. game, right? 
Yeah. Yep. So for September, they're they're gonna they announced no fans. So, uh, yeah, for their I don't have their schedule off off uh, hand, but you know for for their televised games, you're gonna have you know uh, it's just gonna be an empty place. So obviously having six thousand fans in the stands is gonna look a lot better. So, um, I I think that's one thing to note there. And um, overall, it's just the the positives far outweigh the negatives. I mean, I know, you know, the earlier start times and stuff, you know, we, we now have no uh, night games at Paulson Stadium this year. So that's disappointing for some fans. Um, obviously, you know, the people well, that like to tailgate, it's more time There's no there. Saturday night games, right? Like True. Like you're right. I think, you're right. I think the South Alabama is still at home. But that's a Thursday night game, if I'm not. You're mistaken. correct. Yeah, Saturday, Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're correct on that. So, so we have, we still have the App State see, Wednesday at 7:30, and then the the South Alabama yeah. on but October 20th. I'm, I'm not. But just for the mention that you just said, there's not going to really be anybody in the stands. I'm, that's why I'm not really upset about that. You yeah. know, it, it, in actuality, it may actually be a, pretty beneficial because it'll limit tailgating time. Right? It'll be a shorter amount of tailgate, which hopefully means that there's less. Obviously, it means less time to you know partake in activities that may put you intoxicated which hopefully means that the social distancing stuff that the people will be doing in in the parking lot will hopefully be a lot better and you know i just okay, I, I'm, I'm gonna back you up right there you remember okay. our college time right and we we yeah, had noon, we had noon kickoffs and we adjusted <laughs> yes we did we we adjusted <laughs> we woke up early we were out there at seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> it wasn't fun because we went to bed at three but we were up at seven <laughs> And you know we that's we true. went and brought our Moe's burritos. Yeah, you. I mean, you rally. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, we you, rallied. Yeah, you, you find a job. So I think your hardcore tailgaters, especially your students, if you think the the fraternity row and all that is not going to make adjustments there and still get in their extra three hours of tailgating, um, they're just going to start a little bit earlier. You know. Oh, so well, I get. Yeah. All right. Valid point. So. Nix that. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe at some schools, not at Georgia Southern. No, no that, that's just right. not the case. We will find it. We will find a way if we have if we have to start in the wee hours of the morning. Okay, they, they, they will do it. Let's yeah. go to my second point that I was going to okay. make, which is now my first point, which is that having it kind of in this mid afternoon um, will hopefully uh, that'll be um, more opportunity for us to be viewed by more people because yes. you're not going up against the primetime game, which is probably yes. a, a typically big game that most everybody wants to watch. Yep. It's going to be your ACC teams. It's going to be SEC once, you know, we get into later September. Um, so yeah. So, so when you, when you look at like the September 19th, uh, FAU, uh, matchup, you know, that got picked up. That's a four o'clock start on ESPN two on the deuce. You know, so, uh, yep. So, and then, you know, you get, uh, obviously app state on October 14th. Uh, so that stays at the Wednesday. mothership. Uh, we, <laughs> we don't, we, I don't, we didn't have a kickoff time for that before. I don't think, um, we obviously expected it. It was, uh, always going to be nationally televised. Um, I don't think they had a network for it announced. We just knew it was going to be on one of the ESPN networks. Historically, it's been either on ESPNU um, or ESPN2, usually ESPNU. Now it's going to be on main ESPN. Um, so 7.30 kickoff for that. Wednesday night still against App State. It's and another then, home, home night game. There you go. That's a home night game, yep. So we, we have two of them, just no on Saturday, you know. But yeah. um, which, which I get it, right? I get for... Your opt-in fans for season ticket holders, um, you know, and, and this came the same day that you the for the deadline that you had to make a decision of of whether or not you wanted to opt in or not. 
So I could see, you know, some people may be being frustrated. Obviously that, you know, you can't put that on the school because this is an ESPN decision. Let's remember that. I, I see a lot of times misinformation out there on social media of like, why did the school make this decision? We don't want to play on Wednesday, you know, and <laughs> that, that's not down demon man. <laughs> that is not. Yeah, that that is not that is not our decision to make. So, <laughs> you know, um, I, I see that all the time. I'm like, oh, good. There was one like last night that I saw that was like, why are we playing on Wednesday? We want to play at night and you know it's like <laughs> why would we make this decision and i'm like we didn't <laughs> so um but espn ultimately holds the cards you know in in, in that situation and and we are kind of at their mercy with that but i again i this year it works in our benefit much more than in in, in previous years so yeah in a, in, a, in a normal in a normal year you know, that's uh, more of a uh, Halloween, point. a Halloween game on a Saturday against South Alabama. One, one o'clock kickoff, not great. Um, but that getting switched to Thursday, I think you'd have a lot more fans upset about that. Um, yeah. This year, when you have 25% capacity and you're telling me instead of a one o'clock kickoff against South Alabama at home on a Saturday, now you get a primetime game at 730 on a Thursday um, and, and also freeze up uh, Halloween for everybody, including students. I, yeah, you take that. That is a that, yeah. that is a huge upgrade. So it's 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 overall great, um, and this is the year to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I you know, I I think people will get over it. You know, the people that that are upset. But I do I do feel for some of them. I mean, obviously, like your alumni and stuff in Atlanta. Now you went from one midweek game to two, so you've got you know your six home games. You know, some people can't make it down for the app game already. Now you're telling, you know, now you had full intentions of going to that October 31st game against South Alabama. Now maybe you can't make it down for Thursday, you know, or you have to figure out work situation or whatever. It does make it hard for the people that have opted in. It it Um, does. But overall for the program as a whole, it's a a positive. But I'm also pretty positive that if they want to sell their tickets, that there'll be plenty of buyers out there. Yeah, and that's that. the other thing, right? Is when you've got twenty five percent, so you're talking, you know, a little over six thousand. High demand economic. High demand, right? So, so I think without question, and this wouldn't be the case for you know maybe some other Sun Belt schools like that Commuter College in Atlanta, but but yeah. at 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 Georgia Southern, I I think it is safe to say that we can easily quote unquote pack out Paulson with the six thousand plus. Um, uh, under these new guidelines, no matter when we're playing, right? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I think, I think the you know, obviously, it's just open to you know, no, no single, uh, single uh, tickets, uh, only season ticket holders. But there obviously is ticket exchange, there's third party market with StubHub and all that. So, and, and and students, they can always open it up possibly to more students if that demand is there, and for whatever reason, we're not getting enough uh, other fans in the stands. So, um. I think easily we're going to hit that mark every, all six home games, no matter if we play on Saturday, Wednesday, you know, Thursday or, or you know, Sunday morning. It's, you know, we're going to get fans in there, um, yeah. you know, with that. So, you know, f- some fans uh, that, again, were planning on coming, they might not be. And, and I, I could see the frustration there. But as, as far as like getting our allotment of tickets, getting our, you know, the amount of butts in the seats, we're not going to have an issue. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't see an issue with that. Yeah, so let, let's talk about some of these other games real quick, and then we'll move into kind of the overall looking at the season. Um, you know, we talked about 
the Campbell game of being like a showcase FAU, you know, that's, that's a big matchup and it's, it's, uh, you know, you've got a conference champion, um, in FAU. That's their first where, game. That's, that's their first game of the season. It's their first game, uh, in with a few Willie years Taggart. without Lane, with Will. Yeah. First game with Willie Taggart, first game without Lane Kiffin in a couple of years. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, you see these type of matchups. We talked in the last episode about Texas State and um, and SMU and the primetime game with Arkansas State and Memphis of, you know, these now are kind of big games, you know, that, that you never yeah. would have gotten the time of day in, in a normal season. Um, but but now, you know, you, you kind of build up those storylines and stuff. So I, I, I think this is going to be – a game that a lot of people watch, you know, on, on ESPN two on, on, on at four o'clock, you know, in the afternoon. So, um, it, it should be a fun one. And then, well, yeah, uh, especially like, if we blow out Campbell. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if we and, have and a big it, win on Campbell, then people are gonna be like, all right, this should, this should be a halfway decent matchup. Yeah. And, and, and again, like if, if you can have that showcase and, and, and yeah, put up a ton of points, but, but do it in a fun way. Right. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people say, Oh, option football is boring, you know, but it can be really exciting. That's when, Matt's old man voice. <laughs> that's old man. So, but uh, option football can be really exciting when when it's ran the right way, and and especially when you're playing an opponent that like isn't prepared for it. So, I mean, if if we're able to just run up and down the field on on Campbell, uh, you know, I, I think people will be entertained by that. You know, no matter if if you've ever seen a Georgia Southern game or not. So, well, yeah, um, yeah. And as we kind of mentioned in our offensive preview, that that we would both like to see. Us really come out and and really kind of showcase our, our passing game. Yeah. So if we come out and do that and we do put up a lot of points, then you know I think people will be like, oh, this isn't just like uh you know all they do is run. They can also they have a quarterback that can throw it pretty well. They get receivers that can catch it, and they get a whole bunch of playmakers. So you know I think um I I there's to me there's no negatives in in the news that came out yesterday. In fact, I think it's all very very good things. Um, yeah. And you know, I think another thing too, in regards to all this, is I think this may help us be a lot, um, very beneficial in terms of recruiting. You know, you probably I don't know if we're going to have recruits come in right. during the stadium like they typically do. Um, if for those who don't know, a lot of the times for all the home games, we will have recruits come in. Uh, there will be certain games in which more recruits are invited than than others. Like App State is a big game for us to invite recruits to because. That's usually the the best atmosphere as far as home games go. Yeah. Um, so they want to show they want to showcase that atmosphere. Yeah, they, they want to obviously take the, them on yep. a tour. They you know, I want to yep. say wine and dine, but they're not going to wine and dine. <laughs> no, eighteen year olds, but but you know they, they do to a certain extent. They do. right, right, yeah, but um, but you know they uh, yeah, I mean they 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 show them a good time. They um, you know. Uh, give them the VIP treatment basically. Yeah. Right? You know. Yep. Uh, behind the scenes, all that good stuff. So. Uh, yeah, and, and and you're right. I, I'm not sure what the the recruiting uh, news is on that. What the rules are, um, well, you know, I would think, especially uh, you know, maybe with like your app states with teams that aren't allowing any fans at all, that would be hard to justify. But with with you know, as as long as you're not bringing well, in with like 40 any, recruits or something, I think yeah. you know, bringing in two or three kids like normal would be fine as long as you know they're wearing masks and following uh, all the procedures. All see, that. I, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. So if they're not bringing in any at all, which is is my assumption, I don't know, but that's what I would assume, then, you know, instead of kind of showing off, you can say, hey, look, in, in these times, we were showcased pretty well. At least five games, four on ESPN networks, one on 
CBS network. And, you know, here you go. So, so we're going to get the TV time. You're going to get the exposure. And, you know, there's no, there's no telling. I mean, if we do really well, which, which we'll get to in, in a second, this may lead to in the future, next year, the year after ESPN being more willing to say, Hey, let's put that Georgia Southern team on TV. They were really good last year. Our ratings were pretty high for a group of five school. We need to fill this three o'clock time slot. Let's put them on. Yeah, absolutely. So, and yeah, if, if not on an ESPN, at least on an ESPNU or something like yeah, that. And, yeah. and, and it is. I mean, it's uh, showcase is the best word for it. I mean, this is like our dress rehearsal. This is our audition, um, right? For for bigger and better things, and and really for the whole Sun Belt. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if if like like we said, if if Arkansas State goes in and and upsets Memphis. You know, I mean that that's gonna that's really good for the Sun Belt. You know, if, yep. if you have App State or if you have uh, Louisiana go in and beat Iowa State on national TV, um, that game's on on main ESPN, I believe, and you know that would be huge and and very well could happen. And you know, so uh, th- things like that, you know, it's it's a huge opportunity, not just for us, but uh, you know, all of our conference mates and across the G five. It's just especially in these early weeks of the season. You know, before the SEC gets rolling, and before really the ACC and everything gets rolling, um, it's just a huge opportunity to 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 showcase our talent and, and that that we exist and that that we we yeah. do play that we do play good football. You know, um, so I'm I'm really excited about it. And and before we get into the the Army game, the CBS network, just point out a, a thing here of that App State game in South Alabama. Those are both on main ESPN, and uh, you know, like we said earlier, it's called the out- mothership the mothership outside of outside of um like you said fcs playoff days which even that you know usually it's like espn2 and and you know back then i don't even know if like espnu was round um but with you know obviously like your your semifinal games and national championships were on like main espn but I, I can't think of a time you know we 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 went to school in the fcs days obviously have followed it ever since I can't think of a time where certainly again not not regular season games where we 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 have two games on on the mothership as you call it, right? I mean that that is just huge. It's huge. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty big. Yeah. So um, move into that. Uh, finally, let's talk about the Army game real quick. Like you said, um, with all these other announcements, we found out that the November twenty first game, the one that replaces the Ole Miss game at Army West Point, will kick off at one thirty on CBS Network. So that is one, you know, we played uh, Liberty for the Cure Bowl on that. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously probably not as many eyes as like your ESPN uh, stations, but but certainly still people hungry for football looking through yeah. with their multiple screens, all this. one thirty kickoff, so kind of a good time slot there. Like you said, not really competing with those bigger matchups, especially that late in the season where you're going to have those big SEC and ACC matchups. Um, so, but yeah. But it's just so I, I, I mean, pretty good numbers. I mean, it's Army, right? Army. It's, it's Army, right. Yep. Yeah, you know, it's that's uh, obviously a... a, a a mainstay of college football going back way into the thirties and forties, you know, obviously it's the army. A lot of people have served in the army. So a lot of people keep up with their football team and will tune in to watch them whenever they play. So, um, I, I think even though it's on the CBS network, I think it should definitely pull in some pretty good numbers and, and will be a lot more attractive to people to watch than even, I would even say the Liberty game last year in the Cure Bowl. 
Right. I agree. And if you like option football, you're definitely tuning in for oh, that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And All the triple if, option enthusiasts, if we definitely turn into that game. Right. You're tuning into that. And then if, you know, if you've got errands to run later in the afternoon, game's only going to last 60 minutes. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, 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 you know, if, if you got get the honey, get your drinking uh, in early, folks. If, get your drinking in early. If you got your honey do list to do, you can still go do that shopping. You can still make your Home Depot run because it's only going to last 60 minutes. <laughs> so, um, you know, so, so, so that's good. But yeah, I, I think uh, overall, I mean, again, the, 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 not, not just the, uh, the TV coverage of, of where we landed, but I, th- I think the time slots and the days and everything is, is just about as, as good as you could ask for. Um, you know, and, and hopefully we take advantage of it, you know, ho- hopefully yeah. we're, we're yeah. able to, to really show what we can be, um, in those games, obviously every game of the season, but, but certainly those, those nationally televised games, we've seen that. So, you know, in the past where we don't always play great on national TV lately, you know, we have, you know, against the Abstates, you know, come to mind, <clears throat> even Minnesota, even though that game didn't go our way. Um, but you know, dating back further than that, you know, we've, had times where we've fallen completely flat, you know, on national yep. TV, you yep. know, against West Virginia and then, you know, uh, certainly LSU last year. So, um, so yeah, so let's move from that to just kind of overall outlook on the season and looking outside of when we play the games and, and uh, where we play the games and what network and whatnot. Let's look at the actual matchups. So looking across the Sun Belt, we've, you talked about this a little bit in previous episodes. You know, I, I think the general consensus, you know, in in the East, it's a two to three team race. You know, App State there at the top as as reigning champs. There, um, you've got us. You've got Troy. Um, you know, the question mark there, I think, is where those teams are. I think you and I will say that you know we're uh, we've kind of solidified second place there, um, you know, in the Sun Belt, and we're trying to move, you know, and, and dethrone app there. Um, not sure how much drop off there is to Troy. I feel there is some drop off. I do think there'll be an improved football team, but basically a three team race there in the East. Um, and then in the West, you've obviously got Louisiana. Yeah. It's a two team race with Louisiana and Arkansas state. One one of which we play, one of which we don't in the in the regular season. So we play Louisiana there, um, first uh, Sun Belt game, right? So we uh, and, and we we miss Arkansas State, which which is fortunate, but certainly could face them um, should things play out and we get to the Sun Belt uh, Conference Championship game. We could uh, we could see them there. So two team race there, uh, you know, two to three team race in the East. After that, huge kind of drop off with everybody else. So yeah. uh, just kind of your thoughts on that. No, I mean you're right. Um, I'll start off with the West because I think they're easier to to, to sum up. Um, but it's Louisiana who I think is the clear cut favorite in that division. Um, their team stacked. It's they're really good. Uh, and then you have Arkansas State who have great offensive weapons they have a great quarterback they have great running back um they have talent on defense i think that was kind of one of their their weak points last year but that was their how our offense was was injury riddled their defense was that the same way if not more so if they're healthy on defense then you can i think you can really see them have a have a have a strong push to to contending for that west division um Outside of that, those the other three teams: Texas State, uh, ULM, and um, who's the the fourth, the fifth team? Um, it's escaping me. Uh, that is, you have ULM. Um, 
anyways, those other three teams aren't going to contend for that West. They just aren't. Um, so, uh, when we play Mon- the Monroe, oh Monroe? Texas State, Texas State, Texas I think you State, said Texas State, okay. Monroe, yeah, yep. And then who's the fifth? Uh, Arkansas State, Texas State. This is great. This is great podcast. I know this is great. Uh, See, this is the downfall of sometimes doing it early in the morning is that sometimes our brains are working, man. Your brains are not working. So we'll quickly pull it up. Uh, South Alabama. Okay. Yep. So people are like, I, and I, I, wa- I like wanted to South say that Alabama, I wanted but, to say them, but for some reason I was thinking they were in the East, but they're not. Okay, yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Those three teams are not going to contend. In fact, when we play those three teams, those should be victories. If we lose any of those three teams, that's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's it. It's a two-team race. I'd be very surprised if the other three teams are even competitive, much less in contention. As sure. far as the East goes, you have to me. This is where I think it, it kind of gets convoluted because you have a lot of coastal fans that are kind of upbeat about this season that they'll be competitive. They may not win it. I don't think they believe they win it, but they believe they could probably beat us. And they beat Troy last year, um, and they were competitive with Georgia State in their game. So they probably feel like they have a shot to where they could at least probably finish second in the division and. If they did, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, you have Georgia State, who has a pretty good offensive line. Their their trenches is pretty good. They're going to have questions at running back and quarterback for their offense. So you don't know, you know, is Sean Elliott have them prepared to kind of take that next step after Ellington and after their kind of offensive weapons have moved on? Um, if they don't then you obviously see them sliding back to where they typically belong fourth fifth in in the division um Troy is the big thing with this is now Chip Lindsay's second season he has playmakers at receiver and at running back but you don't know about the quarterback situation so that's where his big question mark is you know and then you know we thought that that obviously losing a good quarterback and with App State was going to hurt them. Obviously, it didn't. So I don't really want to say, well, just because they're losing a quarterback at Troy means that, well, they're not going to be that competitive or that they're going to probably finish third and, and whatnot. But because that may not happen. The new guy can come in there and, and, and do well. So um, this is it, – it, it should go something along the lines of App, Georgia Southern, Troy, Coastal – in state in somewhat of that order is what a lot of people have. They may have us and Troy flip. They may have Georgia state and coastal flip, yeah, but that's I've seen his time. That's, yeah, I've, I've seen yeah, his time. That's usually the general consensus of how the East is going to go. But I will tell you this though, there's, there's the gap between app and coastal or app in Georgia state or whoever one through five is a lot smaller than the gap in the West between Louisiana, arc state, Texas state, South Alabama and ULM. I got it that time. Um, so he, it's a lot more competitive our, on, in our division. If you don't take it seriously, we will get beat. Yeah. Um, and, and so we have to bring it, whoever it is that we're playing, whether or not it's on one of, you know, it's on national TV or whether or not it's just on ESPN plus, or you can only stream it. So, you know, it's, it'll be, 
it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I personally think that this is the year we should take over and get past that hump. Yep. Um, App State just came, or Corey Sutton just came out with App State saying he's taking this season off. So they're yeah, losing star, their top, star wide receiver, you their know, receiver yeah. threat. So, um, I think that with all things considering, the this team for Georgia Southern should take this next step. I would be the deck. I mean, the deck is stacked in our favor. The deck is stacked yeah. in our favor more than any other year. I mean, honestly, yeah. and and you know, I I think yeah, with with your QB changes and then even with you know, your team's like app, like you said, where, you know, QB's coming back. You've got, you know, a lot of question marks with a new coaching staff. And then you've got, uh, you know, uh, like Corey Sutton, like you said, leaving. So um, I, I think we've got one of the, if not the most experienced team, probably, and and, and probably one of the most talented teams in, in the Sun Belt yeah, this year. Um, we do. And we just have to live up to those expectations. You know, we yeah. just have to deliver. But we could have two conference losses and still finish second, right? We, we could. Louisiana now. And we could lose both those, and and nobody would be surprised by that. And that could only be our two losses the whole season, and nobody would be so disappointed in that. But we could finish second still. Yeah, um, and I mean, well, I, I think people would be disappointed because we finished second. But I think no, no one would we, be surprised if those are the only with that. Two yeah. losses, yeah. then both those teams are probably going to be top twenty-five teams just because of the layout of the season. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see where that would be that big of a disappointment. But if you're also telling me that we beat the out. We beat those two teams and we win the conference. I wouldn't be surprised by that either. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's safe to say that the goal. I mean, the goal every year obviously is to win the conference, but I think I think it's you know that a much that, more realistic goal this. year. It's a realistic goal this year, and I think yeah, I think it's it's win or bust. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's what it kind of is this year. Um, and I, I think the coaches feel that way. I think the players feel that way, and I think the the fans are you know starting to feel that way. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, while losing, you know, those two games, like to an app and to a Louisiana, is certainly respectable. It's it, we we just got to get over that hump. We just we just have to find a way where that's no longer an excuse. If we we yeah. say we have to pull an app and not just be content knocking them off the pedestal every year and preventing them from going to a, a, um, a New Year's Six Bowl and and you know, we have to jump them and get in their spot where we're not only beating them, but also not having a letdown the week after, um, you know, against a ULM or against a Troy or against Arkansas state, win all those games, the, the, the give me games, you know, the cupcake games and the really tough games. And, you know, it's, it's very much kind of like the sec where you just have to win all the games. Like you, you just do. And, you know, you, you can't, I don't think, you know, in the Sun Belt, while, you know, it is depending on what division you're looking at, you know, top heavy. And like we said, there's certainly a drop off. Anybody can win any week, like you said. So you can't ever take anybody for granted. And we've seen that. We've seen letdowns, you know, beating app back to back years and then losing that next week. And then, you know, um, so we've got to get over that. <laughs> we've got to yeah. get over that. Hump. That's yeah, the biggest, that's the that. biggest thing that I want to see this season. And I think we're in prime position to be able to do it with again, how much experience and, um, 
and talent that we have, you know, and it just, just, and, and it's, it's the mental mindset too, you know, being able to get up for those road games, being able to get up, you know, for your ULMs and for your South Alabamas, um, yep. you know, we, we get at South Alabama on a Thursday, you know, let the, don't come out flat with that. You know, we, again, you have a showcase game on ESPN, treat it like Campbell where you, you bury them, you know, you don't take yeah. them to overtime, you know, like that, that's what I want to see us finish. You know, I, I, I want to see us finish this year. And, and we, and I say that because we can do it. I know we can do it. So, you yeah. know, so I think a lot of fans kind of feel that way. And, you know, I personally won't be happy just with those two losses, you know, <laughs> to, I mean, again, while, while you can look back and, and justify it, um, it's enough's enough with it. You know, we, we, we've seen it. We want to get over that hump. We want to, you know, and, and unfortunately where some other leagues, maybe you have that luxury of being able to lose two conference games and still go to the conference championship. That's just not really been the case in the Sun Belt in recent years. So you're years. saying that it's a, it's a disappointing season if we don't win the championship. I do. Yeah, I really do. And I know that's huge expectations, right, to live up to. But, yeah, I do. And I think the coaches and players will say that too. I mean, they say it every year. Um, but this, again, everything is just kind of stacked up in the way where if we ever had an opportunity, I think this is the time. I mean, we've got six home games. We have a much easier schedule this year than we did last year. Um, the schedule, I think, not even arguably, I think the schedule certainly got from an overall standpoint easier. I mean, obviously you lose your home opener or you lose your season opener on the road against Boise state, you know, which, um, you know, is, is regularly a top 25 team, one of the best teams in, in G five and super tough place to play there on the Smurf turf. You lose that altogether. You replace your power five opponent, um, in old miss where, you know, maybe Lane Kiven has them up and rolling, uh, that late in the season, you replace that with army, which I'm not taking anything away from army. still going to be a tough game, but I think, you know, I think you could, one could argue that that is an easier game probably. So, the schedule has gotten easier. The, the, like everything has kind of as as weird as this season has been already. Um, everything's kind of worked in our favor so far, and we just have to capitalize on it. We just have to take take advantage of it. Um, and yes, yeah, so I'm I'm not going to be happy with that that letdown. You know, if, if we get a third straight win over App and then and then lose the next week, I, you know, um, we've got we've got to get over that. Um, Who do we play after App this season? <clears throat> we have Coastal, so you know that's a perfect that's you know that that is a trap that's, game. That that's a trap, trap game. Yeah. That's at coastal. coastal. Yeah, it's at coastal. It's you know they they never have a lot of fans there. You know, obviously, like some of our fans will travel depending on what's happening with that. Uh, I think South Carolina announced they felt like they should have beat us last year. They do, and you got Jamie Chadwell there, which you know we know the history with that, yeah. and he, he's not a fan of us, and um, kind of treats that as like his like benchmark game of like let's let's knock them off, you know, and yeah, um, probably even more so than when they face like App, you know, so. Um, yeah, so that I mean, that's that's a scary game, you know, uh, coming right there, and and ULM same, you know, you've got uh, ULM and Coastal right after Louisiana and App State, and both of those games road games at ULM after Louisiana, so back to back games um, in Louisiana, you know, facing the best team in the West, um, and. Possibly the best team in the Sun Belt and Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and then the next week <laughs> facing you know one of the not so great teams yeah. um, in the West and the Sun Belt and ULM, but a team we struggle with. Well, uh, that was one of the teams in which that was the in eighteen in which we in beat eighteen. App, but 
Yeah. Correct. And, yep. and we laid an egg out there. Yep. I mean, and they then, lit us up. And then you look at app, you've got that Wednesday night game and then, you know, get some time off there from October 14th to uh, the 24th and play coastal. But again, on the road, you know, the, those, and, and then you come back home and play uh, South Alabama, um, turn around on, um, you know, a quicker turnaround on Thursday night. But yeah, all, all those games, you know, could potentially be trap games. But when I look at the schedule, definitely that ULM and Coastal game are the ones that I'm and kind when do we of have Troy? most when do we nervous have Troy? about. Uh, we play Troy after South Alabama. So that's November 7th. Um, okay. that's, that's set as homecoming right now. Uh, that, you know, uh, so we get back to Virtual homecoming. Virtual homecoming. Virtual homecoming. <laughs> and we get, uh, we get actually three straight um home games there to uh in the season so you know we got south alabama troy and texas state um all in statesboro so you know that's well that's, a that's kind of a conference games you have the away game in an army that well right right up. right uh, right I, I was just saying because and then we have georgia state after that but I, i'm saying yeah. after after the um the possible trap game against coastal Okay. After that App State week, yeah. Look at the schedule, Cody. Wait, where's your schedule? <laughs> My phone's about to die, so All that's right. why. So, so if you <laughs> like, I'm just like telling, I'm like reading the schedule to you. This is yeah, great, great podcasting. Are. So, it is. but it's fantastic. Use your resources. <laughs> after after that possible trap game at Coastal, you have back to back to back home games: South Troy, Texas State. That sets yep. you up to go to West Point for your final non conference opponent against Army, and then head to Atlanta for a glorified home game, um, possibly, you know, against that commuter college. So yeah, with, um, you know, I think the second half of the season stacks up really well for us looking at it. Um, if, as, as, you know, obviously, especially if we can get through that, that, that first half, but the, the games I would say outside of the obvious ones of your, your Louisiana's and app, the ones I'm most nervous about is probably that, that, uh, ULM game on the road and that coastal game on the road. Yeah, those are the two two games. Yep. I'm also nervous about Troy. Troy's had our number for the last two seasons. Troy has two, and Arkansas State has two, and again, we don't play them, so I, that certainly is a benefit because they're going to be even better this year than they were last year. Um, but yeah, Troy is kind of like that Arkansas State, you know, of the East where they've, you know, obviously they used to be a power in the Sun Belt and, and they were contending with App State, you know, for, for many years and, and was a Sun Belt contender, you know, before Georgia Southern and App State, you know, crashed the party. Um, but they, they've had some down years recently, but they're, they're, they're building back up. Right. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that, that's, that's a game, you know, luckily we get them at home. I think that helps. Um, but who knows, you know, we, 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 like, like we said, it's kind of interchangeable right now with the so-called experts of, of where kind of Troy fits in the puzzle. I do think we're a better team than them, um, at least in preseason, you know, and on paper, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes, you know, but yeah. regardless, even, even if they come in with a 500 record or, or, or below, that's not a I mean, team they to took take it to lightly. our defense. Yeah. Pretty, pretty well last year. Um, yep. so you know, and I they've think, they've beaten us at home in in 2018. Yeah. It was it was ULM on the road, lost that after App, right, and then went home to Troy, and they they beat our butts. Yeah, right. And, so and, that, and we yeah. even jumped out. We we at the end of the first quarter, we beat them 14 to three, and yeah. then it was just like we just either got complacent or just thought that we had it in the bag. And the, those last three quarters, man, were were tough to watch. Troy, Troy's the Troy's gonna scare me because of just the the recent 
the recent history between the two teams. Um, you're right about the Coastal and, and the ULM. Those are kind of let-down games, especially if we beat uh, Louisiana and or App State. Um, I honestly think that the I think all things go well considering conference-wise, we lose one game, and I think it's to Louisiana. Yeah, I just think they're too tough. It's on the road. It's our first road game with all this COVID mess. You know, you, you just th- th- there's going to probably be new protocols, new routines. It's just going to kind of be a weird situation. So, I think it's understandable if we if we happen to fall on that game. Um, it's understandable, but it, it's it's a in my in my eyes to get where we want to be. It's a it's a must win game. I mean, they all are. Obviously. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think it's a must win game because if we win the other they're in the seven, West. yeah. We're gonna be in the championship game at that point. Now we still may have to go out there, but at least it will, it's not gonna be our first rodeo. Right. So I think we'll be more prepped for it come December time in the championship game if we make it that far. Right. Um. So again, we luck out by not playing Arkansas State. They're gonna be a team that that's gonna be fun to watch in the sense of they could really burst somebody's bubble like Louisiana or App State or Troy. Right when they play them, you know they could knock them out of contention for winning the division. So, um, you know, I think I think best seven and one. I honestly think worst is probably six and two. Yeah. I mean, honestly, outside of outside of App in Louisiana, when I look at everybody else, I think that we should beat them. Well, and even you know, even it, if you win, even if you split those games or win both of those, and then have unfortunately one of those letdowns, and you know you're still oh, if we at win both two. those games and then we lose anybody else, I'm going to be highly disappointed. Right. I mean, I'm going to be very disappointed. But it can happen. It can happen. And it and, could happen. You know. It can and happen. So, but but you're right. I, well, I will say this: all things considering, if 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 it's you know all first strings in the game and you don't have some weird COVID crap, then right. then yeah, I then it's going to be a disappointment. But yeah. I think we split. The two between Louisiana and App, I think best seven and one. We win the we win the the division and go play Louisiana in the conference championship game. We're six and two, and then you know you have to look at you know did App falter or anything along those lines. So here here's my here's my third. hot take. All right, I I yeah. think Louisiana is the best team in the entire conference. Um, I well, think, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Too. Yeah, and maybe that's not that hot of a take, but but uh, I mean most most experts will say App State right now. I think you know there's too many question marks with App State. I don't think they're going to have a huge fall off. But we've kind of talked about it off air before. You know, they're kind of due. <laughs> they're, they're they're due to have kind of a drop off, and and you don't know. Yeah, they have their you know their coach and uh, you know Sean Clark, where he's kind of like a Lunsford guy. He's you know ingrained in the program, and he's a player's coach, and he everybody loves him. He played there, um, so it's kind of like a Satterfield part two, right? Where so and, and that's much you know a much better situation for them than uh, Drinkwitz, which obviously was just a, a stepping stone job. I mean by by no well, other everybody definition. Saw that. Everybody, everybody saw it. Yeah. The writing on the wall. I mean, their fans knew it as soon as like he came in. So it's a better overall situation for him. But as a first time head coach, you don't know what's going to happen with the rest of that staff, right? So I mean, you've yeah. you know, with with your offensive and defensive coordinators. Um, obviously, with Corey Sutton leaving, um, you know Zach Thomas. I don't think had quite the year that a lot of people expected him to have last year, but he still is getting the preseason preseason accolades and is expected to be really good. But obviously, losing a Corey Sutton isn't going to help things. So you know, I I I think they have a drop off. When I say a drop off, does that mean they're going to win six games? No. 
but you know, I, I, I don't think they're going to be the dominant team. I don't think, you know, maybe they'll even be a top 25 team at the end of the year. I think Louisiana will more than likely, depending on what happens when we play them, um, will kind of jump them in, in that regard. And you know, I, I think they get in the top 25. I think they get in consideration for a New Year's Six game, possibly, um, if, if that happens. And, well, especially you know, when they beat Iowa State. I think they could season. beat Iowa State again. Yeah. So, so I, I, I do think that they are probably right now they've got the target you know they're 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 I mean, yeah obviously app is the champion but i think louisiana is the best team app isn't far behind we're right there in the conversation and then it's kind of everybody else i mean troy is, is hanging around there and then and then it's the drop off i think levi lewis at louisiana is arguably the best quarterback in the league i mean obviously you know you have with zach thomas getting the preseason accolades and stuff i think he was already named you know some about preseason player of the year or whatever and um i think uh shy words something that we talked about in the offensive preview i think this is going to be the year of shy words i, th- I mean a four-year starter um possibly could be a five-year starter with a new ncaa rule <laughs> that's coming out we haven't <laughs> yeah. talked about that too much but um you know a four-year starter certainly has had a roller coaster ride up and ups and downs i think that's you know as long as he can stay healthy um could contend as as, as one of the best quarterbacks if in the league this year and make huge strides healthy yeah if he stays healthy and they actually are committed to the passing attack like i think what we've heard he could easily have a thousand thousand season, yep. thousand passing, thousand rushing. Yep. that's not out of the realm. Yep. And and I mean, again, going back to Louisiana with with Levi Lewis, I mean, he, another guy like Shy that you know we've seen kind of grow up over the years and um, get better. You know, every single year where like Zach Thomas kind of had like his ups and downs. Levi Lewis is is getting better as a passer every single year. And I think he's going to be, you know, a huge threat, you know, certainly, um, you know, when we play him, but throughout the season. So that's that to me is kind of the team to beat. Obviously, you can't overlook App or, or anybody else, but it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. You know, I, I think, you know, if we can certainly get through those two games and then take care of business. Um, but I, to me, it's going to be, you know, if, if we do drop if we do drop that Louisiana game, how do we respond, you know, in the next week against ULM, you know, on the road. And then if we go and, God forbid, lose to App State, um, and then, you know, we're one and two uh, to open conference play, how do we respond on the road against Coastal? Or if we beat App State, how do we respond against Coastal? I think it's more along the lines of if we beat App, how do we respond to Coastal? Yeah. I think that's the thing. Like, I'm not too much concerned about the the game after Louisiana if we lose it. Honestly, my biggest question on market is about that since we have two games in Louisiana back-to-back. Are they just going to hold the players there in Louisiana and not risk travel be back to, to Statesboro and kind of right. keep them quarantined and, and see if they can find some sort of high school field or whatever to, to practice on for that week? I think to me that'll be the, that that to me is the, is the biggest question about those two weeks. Um, also, now, if we beat Louisiana, is there is there a real highly likelihood of a drop-off? Now, now I think Yes, but if we lose to them, I think we beat ULM handily. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I I think that's the case for both of those games. I think if you beat yeah. uh, Louisiana, or I'm sorry, if you lose to Louisiana, you you take out your frustration on ULM. Yeah. If you lose to App, you take out your frustration on Coastal. Coastal certainly would want us to kind of come off of that uh, App State uh, game with a win. Obviously, it makes them look better if they beat us. Um, but you know, it, they, that's the definition of a trap game. You know, they they, they yeah. want to catch us off guard. So, 
Yeah. Uh, we yeah. do have 10 days to prep for it, though. 10, 11 days to prep for it. Hopefully, and, and look, I think there's there's not a guy in that locker room, coaching, player, staff, whatever, that obviously <laughs> remembers. They remember how it's been the last two seasons beating App and then having that letdown. Nobody likes that feeling, not, especially those in the locker room, coaches, players. They don't like it any more than any fans do. In fact, they probably hate it worse than we do. Yeah. You know. And I think I think this, that's the thing, I think though, this Cody. is the year. I, if, I think, when we I think that's a good App, point. I think, we, I think we beat Coastal. And I think yeah. I think it turns in – that's kind of been the, the thing about these the last two seasons with Lunsford, right? We've had um, either like good starts in September or I think we went like 2-2 two and two or something like that last year. I can't remember off the top of my head. But October had always been that month in which I think we're – I think Lunsford's undefeated in October. I don't think he's lost a game in the month of October. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, that sounds right, yeah. Um, but November – has always kind of been like we've stutter step, right? Yep. We've we had this huge momentum coming off the end of October, usually with beaten app. Yep. It looks like man, we're ready to go, and then boom, we're we're we lose two games in November, and we just kind of finish it out like, oh well, here we go, here's the letdown, and we just kind of stroll into the bowl game. Oh man. Darn. And see, I, I think we're well prepared That's, to not let that happen this year because yeah, of that experience. Exactly. We're, we're a senior yep. led team, right? I mean, and I, I think you're I think the team that you're gonna see is the team that everybody hoped to see in two thousand and sixteen. Unfortunately, we had uh, incompetent head coaching. Um, you know, but I, I think you've got that level of talent there and not, not just the talent and the experience, but the leadership. I mean, shy, yep. we've seen him develop as a leader. We've seen Wes Kennedy develop as, you know, a vocal leader. Um, we've seen JD King step in, you know, after just his second year in the program, you know, coming from Oklahoma state, stepping in as a leader. And th- those are three captains right there. Right. And then you've got Rashard bird on defense and you got, um, you know, Raymond Johnson and these guys, I mean, we've got so much, not just talent and experience, but, but leadership. And, and I think that is the key in getting over that hump and not having those letdowns. Um, so that, that's why I'm pretty confident about this season is not just, you know, I know we can beat Louisiana. I know we can beat App, but I have more confidence than maybe I have in past years about not having those letdown games. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So excited about that, and we'll see how it shakes out. I guess um, let's let's end obviously previewing that first game of the season, Cody, with uh, with Campbell. Uh, the got some uh, got some fun facts here uh, <laughs> with the Campbell University fighting Campbells. Uh, it was it was hard fighting uh, researching this team. Um, you know, obviously with any FCS opponent, they don't have, uh, the media coverage that, you know, FBS programs get even like group of five programs, but, uh, you know, found some stuff on them. And obviously the, the deeper I researched, uh, I found some relevant stuff, but some, some, uh, not so relevant stuff, um, you know, that, that I, I still find interesting. So Cody, you, you had no clue where the school was, um, you know, a few weeks ago when it was I knew, up. well, no, you yeah, did no, it. Did you not. didn't even know I what state not. it was. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so, um, so they are they're in uh, uh, Buse Creek, um, uh, North Carolina. Okay, so uh, Buse Creek, North Carolina. They are a, a smaller school. Um, you know, they're they're a Baptist college, Christian college. 
but what's interesting kind of about it, you know, they're um, they're not as small as what we're kind of used to uh, with that, you know, dating back to the Southern Conference days where you have like your Furmans and Walfords where um, Cody and I, for people who don't know, went to the same high school. Our high school was three times the student enrollment um, of like a Furman or a Walford. Uh, this school, they've got 7,000 kids. So, I mean, that's that's a decent size college, you know, um, for, for a private institution. Um, but, you know, the the interesting thing, you know, there's actually more parallels to Georgia Southern and Campbell than you'd think. And the biggest one is their hiatus from football. So this is a program and this actually ties into kind of somewhat relevant information for this game. Um, so they they started way back in uh, 1925, um, but they took 58 years off. Right. So obviously we, we took off right around World War Two. They took off in 1950. They disbanded their program. Unlike us, where we restarted, obviously, in the early 80s, uh, they did not restart until 2008. And they did so at the FCS level, but in the Pioneer Football League. Okay, Um, so the Pioneer Football League, it is an FCS conference, but it's non-scholarship. So they've been a non-scholarship team uh, from 2008 all the way um, until 2018 when they joined their current conference in the Big South. So the Big South, um, you know, that's got Kennesaw State in it. Uh, it's got like Monmouth, uh, Moorhead, or maybe not Moorhead State, but Gardner Webb. Gardner Webb, yeah. So, so some good teams. Um, you know, obviously Kennesaw State always, you know, uh, upstart program there, and and has made huge strides, and and are now in the FCS playoffs. So they they play against some some good competition. Um, but I think it's interesting to note, you know, not just that hiatus from football, but that they. They're just entering their third year as a scholarship program in an FCS conference. Um, now, they have had kind of their most success throughout their history in recent years. Um, so, you know, they've, uh, they haven't won more than six games uh, in their modern era, um, dating back to 2008. Um, they, in the last three seasons, 2017 to 19, they've gone six and five. Okay, so uh, they had one other season where they had six games back in 2011 when they were in that Pioneer uh, Football League. So um, they've done decent, you know, in, in conference. They, they, they split, went three and three last year in 2018 in their uh, first year in the Big South, went one and four. Um, so mediocre program by all accounts, basically, is <laughs> the best way to say it. You know, not really bad, but not particularly good either. Um you know, they're coached by uh, Mike Mentor, uh, who is a former NFL player, um, safety for the Carolina Panthers. Um, you know, he seems to kind of be like a very enthusiastic players coach. They're going to be hungry. OK, so like the, what what to note about this team? Obviously, we've played FCS teams before. But usually it goes well. We've seen it not go well, um, you know, but, you know, with with that time where it didn't go well against New Hampshire in 2017 again under incompetent coaching <laughs> and also we were displaced playing in alabama to open the year because of a hurricane and then last year against maine you have the um you know maine's a pretty good football team uh that game we've talked before cody was a little too close for comfort at times um, you know, I think a lot of our fans would have liked to seen us, especially responding after the Minnesota letdown, um, to just blow that team out. That didn't happen. We kind of let them hang around. Still got the win. We felt pretty well, we confident. Played them, and we played them before Minnesota. Did we? Oh, okay. I, I messed that up. Yeah. But okay. That so we was, played them that before. Was, yeah, that were, they were the second game, and then 
that was when I think Jacob Cooper went injured. And That's right. And then, okay, so he, Tom, Tomlin, yeah, Tomlin, yeah, because in, Wirtz went yeah. out against LSU, went in. So it and wasn't then, yeah. so much disappointment as it was. You just had a lot of guys who probably hadn't been on the field together. I think that was that was kind of the theme. Find of that. that continuity and stuff. And, yeah. And we did. I mean, we, we put up big numbers. I think, you know, we had, what, five? All of last year we had uh, five different um, – Runners rushed for over 100 yards, and I think three of them three came of against came Maine. So uh, we, we put up big numbers. We just couldn't get the points that we wanted and kind of let them hang around. But anyway, my point is, is you know, you have your New Hampshire's, you have your uh, Maine's. Um, those are traditionally pretty good FCS programs. You know, they have a longstanding history of making FCS playoff runs and things like that. Uh, Campbell is not that, but I don't think that's any reason to overlook this team. Um, you know, what's interesting being in the big South conference, we announced, you know, before we were afraid, maybe we lose this game because the big South suspended their season or postponed their season. Rather, um, they're going to try to play a spring season, like, you know, half the country and we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, they did allow their members to play up to four games. Okay. So they, uh, and and they did so they um, they kept our uh, the game against us and they basically are gonna tour the Sun Belt, <laughs> right? So uh, their four game schedule is Georgia Southern, Coastal Carolina, and App State all back to back, and then they have uh, two weeks um, until they play kind of their big money game against Wake Forest. So in in state opponent there against Wake Forest, um, you know obviously all on the road. And uh, probably going to go 0 and 4, you know, in, in that stretch. But kudos to them for, for, you know, making that schedule happen and obviously probably help financially. But it will be good experience for those kids. So um, I guess, Cody, we'll get into like some particulars here in a second of, of kind of what to look for as far as like their play on the field, but just kind of overall thoughts on this as compared to other kind of FCS opponents we've seen us play in recent years. Uh, I mean, it should be a game that we win. I mean, uh, and to be honest with you, and, and that they have a really good quarterback. You'll get into that in a second. I just, to me, it's not really so much about them, in a sense, as it is about us and what we showcase when we come out there to play. Um, we should easily beat them. Yep. If we don't, then that makes me concerned for the rest of the season. Right. It should be a game in which I look at it and say, oh yeah, we do have a, a pretty good passing game. I know that in the past that they haven't been so much of a, a fan of really taking players out in, in these kind of games. But I want us to be up so much at halftime that Shy and JD and Wesley and the majority of the starters yeah, get, can get can Gerald sit Green out. reps, get Tomlin yeah. reps, get right. Yeah. And, and then in defense too, get, you know, where they can sit out and, 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 you know, all right, now it's on to FAU um, and let the, let the, third and fourth string guys get out there and play so I you know that's kind of what I want to see is that I don't want to I don't want this to be any the moment that there's kickoff I want us to have just a complete just dominant attitude and just dominate especially on national tv again like showcase from the start do not struggle do not have you know start with a three and out do not let them kind of put a drive together and get a field goal just dominate from whistle to whistle yeah that South Alabama game in 2017 that really made people want to put Lunsford in as head coach. That's the dominant performance that we need to see in this game. Yep. Or like New Mexico state last year, you know, something like that. Just dominant. It just needs to be just a complete domination. Yep. And, and, and that's how it needs to be. So, Um, Oh God. So yeah, go ahead. 
So that's, it. that's all I got. Looking at their players, I mean, again, you can't overlook anybody, right? But um, you know, they do have some playmakers, uh, and notably, it's their quarterback. It usually always is, but but this this kid is good, right? So the the more research I did on him, um, kid out of Atlanta, uh, U.S. Military Academy uh, prep. Um, he's just a sophomore. His name's Hodge Malik Williams. He's a six foot two oh five big guy. Uh, you know, um, dual threat guy um and he's the 2020 preseason big south offensive player of the year so i think that is telling um especially since he's just a sophomore so uh you know yeah. he's uh yeah preseason big all south uh phil still um which we, you know we uh love uh has him in his first team preseason all uh big south and then hero sports has him as the top offensive player in the conference and the um he's on the all conference team so kind of like their caleb evans pretty it, much it's caleb Start evans with, yeah the, it is he's the old he's the whole offense yeah exactly and and that's that's what it reminds me of if, uh, yeah he's, he's that dual threat guy where you know he's um he's gonna lead the team and he's gonna lead yeah so so yeah so in um you know last year as a freshman led the team in rushing uh 664 yards um nine touchdowns had a long uh run of 41 yards um and 4.4 yards per carry passing had over 2,000 yards 17 touchdowns uh nine interceptions um averaged uh 185 a game so um he's he's their everything he is their Caleb Evans I think that is the best comparison honestly um you know looking at I mean they not to say that they don't have any other weapons or even like on defense and we'll talk a minute about that but um he he's everything's going to kind of run through him so if they have any semblance of uh you know a, a shot at at scaring us or or upsetting us it's it's going to be him you know he's going to be the guy that orchestrates it and you know with those dual threat guys it can happen i think with a team that is overmatched on paper um you know you you're best suited we've seen this with past georgia southern teams you know they back to fcs years right you're best suited when you have dual threat guys back there um certainly for us we have the option and you can play a team like florida and upset them um you know or, or scare alabama half to death because they're not used to seeing that type of offense but i think you know you throw back like a traditional drop back passer in a t- in a um you know against a defense that is just dominant right and and, and like ours and it's going to be able to like mow through your offensive line probably um it certainly helps to have a dual threat guy back there that can create that can do something yeah. with his legs right so yeah um so I, he'll I, make a play he'll make like, let's not yeah he will make a play he will have plays in the game that you'll be like wow that's really there's good. probably gonna be one breakdown that. at least where it's like we yeah. have everybody covered everybody's locked down we get in the backfield you know uh bird and and uh raymond johnson you know they come around the corner uh rainer Ellis, and he's able to find a gap up the middle and run for 25 yards it's probably gonna happen yeah you know it is um but you know how often does that happen is that for a touchdown you know like that 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 kind yeah. of thing is what we have to prevent so you know are, are we gonna hold them to under 50 yards of offense or even under a hundred yards of total offense probably not um, but you know, we just need to, you know, if we can get some turnovers, if we can get as much pressure on them as possible, if our secondary, which is the biggest question mark on the defense can lock down their receivers and, and kind of force him to, you know, make some of those bad decisions or, or get happy feet and, and, um, let our, uh, front seven do work. That's, that's what we're going to have to look for. Yeah. So, yep. 
So looking, you know, past past him, you know, they do have on the uh, preseason all conference first team, they do have one other offensive player um, in Caleb Sneed. He's a redshirt junior um, wide receiver. So um, that's, you know, I, I suppose probably their biggest weapon um, other than Williams on offense. And he'll be looking, you know, at him as a target. And then on defense, they've got three guys. So I think that's notable. They got three guys on the all defense first team of the Big South. And again, this is a pretty good SDS conference. Um, and uh, so uh, Brevin Allen Jr., defensive lineman, uh, linebacker, and Justice Galloway, um, or Justice Galloway Va- uh, Vasquez Jr. <laughs> and then uh, Darian uh, Slade is a redshirt senior, and he's a defensive back. So they have they have talent. Um, you know, not saying they don't. We've seen guys go to the NFL from you know FCS schools. We've seen that you know at Georgia Southern. So and they're not unfamiliar with the triple option either. Yeah, they play Kennesaw State, so they. Yep. You know, obviously it's different um, what we run versus what Kennesaw State runs up there. But, again, it's not going to be like a complete, like, surprise when when they come out there to play us. Yep. And, you know, they're going to have a chip on their shoulder, just like any team like that. I mean, they're going to treat this yeah. game just like we treat when we play uh, Power 5 opponents. You know, it's, it's the same yeah. kind of mentality. So, you you know... Um, they've been practicing just you know as much as we've been practicing, and um, you know they've got a coach that was in the NFL and kind of a uh, you know a enthusiastic guy you know from from what I've seen, and um, so uh, you know who knows who knows, um, but you know it, it's safe to say both you and I are looking for for dominance and for us to just not hold anything back, open up the playbook, get the kids some playing time um, and, you know, show everybody on national TV what, what we've got um, passing yep. and running. So, yep. um, so yeah. So, I, and, 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 defense and defense too. too. Yeah. Just, just I mean, like, let's not yeah. forget, yeah. like, like, you know, as much as we talk about the offense kind of showing off and, and showcasing what they got, the defense is all, it's also a showcase for them to show how dominant they can be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And maybe special teams where we see what we have as a kicker. Um, so yeah, exactly. But at least on kickoffs and things like that. Um, so yeah, Cody. So I guess um, do we want to do a prediction for this game or do we? I don't think so. Yeah. I, to be honest, yeah. Well, I guess we'll talk more about predictions when we go into the season. But you know, to me, I yeah, I don't think we need to do a prediction. Not especially not for this game. Yeah. I agree. I mean, a, a win. The prediction is a win, yeah. and hopefully a big yeah. win. Um, it should be. W- wide margin. So um, with that, Cody, we'll uh, pick it up uh, next week where we'll recap that game, talk about hopefully all good things of, of, of what we saw and what um, we'll need to improve upon um, going into our you know our first big test of the season um, uh, against FAU. Yep. Hail Southern, Matt. Hail Southern. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gotatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gotta Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, Gotta and Hail Southern. Thank <laughs> you.